Today's Stripe Show podcast is brought to you by About Golf Simulators. And we're back, Stripe Show podcast, on a Tuesday, coming at you hot, coming at you live. Got my red on. United States, the picks are in. And uh, we're ready to go. We got a team, folks, that uh, Zach Johnson has assembled. His boys. And they're ready to uh, make the trip over to uh, Rome, Italy. Or, excuse me. Yeah, Rome. Um, Marco Simone. Got at the backdrop here. This is the eighth hole, par five. Like, fantastic hole. Can't wait for people to see that. I'm actually going to be playing the course uh, this afternoon. As today's podcast brought to you by About Golf Simulators. I've got the golf course where they'll be playing the Ryder Cup. The only thing in here is you don't get the slope, the up and down. Zach Johnson yeah. was talking about it, how this this is built up on a on a hill, and uh, it's going to be a tough walk. And here, every lie is flat. It's 72 degrees, although I got a hurricane coming, so I'm going to have to play it this afternoon and get home. Um, but I can't wait to, to see the whole course. It's Tuesday. You know what that means? Our man, Keith Stewart at Read the Line, joins us. And I know, I know on this Tuesday, he's counting cash because you almost pulled off the feat last week that you've been looking to do. And just one week later, you did it. Tell our audience. So, uh, good afternoon there. Yeah. Mr. Travis Fulton, um, my esteemed host. The uh, It's always been my goal at Read the Line as a PGA professional to gain as much exposure as I could for the, you know, for golf itself. So that's why I cover the LPGA and PGA tour. So I always wanted to win with both tours on the same Sunday. And two weeks ago, Vic wins BMW. We have him. And I have Esther Hensley, young German star on the LPGA Tour. And she loses in a playoff. And I'm super bummed. And it's the second time this year we had a first and a second. You go back to March, Jin Young-Ko was first. And Rory doesn't pull it off at API. So I have a first and a second again. And I'm thinking, man, how do I break through on this? So last week... Talked about Victor on the no-stroke side in the gross tournament. And uh, Vic pulled it off. Thankfully, no playoffs because the PGA Tour didn't recognize it. So we get the win, 19 under par for four days. Pretty good work by uh, Mr. Hovland. Um, you know, what's he, like 100 under for two tournaments? You know, <laughs> pretty good. And then that night, the ultimate – I mean, it was a sweat in Atlanta. Don't get me wrong. But um, Victor goes – Birdie, Xander Birdie on last hole, they tie, right? Great. But he wins. We get a winner. Use BetMGM. You don't have dead heat reductions and you can't complain. But if you use other books and they cut it, they cut it. You know, these things happen. But Sunday night, Vancouver, Women's Canadian Open, LPGA, Megan Kang, who I wrote about, three-shot lead going into the final round. Mm. Achy. Never won before on the LPGA. 40 to 1 plus 4000. Wow. In the bet category, 40 to 1, never won before. And she does it. And she's leaking oil all the way to the house. I mean, this thing's unbelievable. If you didn't watch this thing, I had so many people texting me on Sunday night. I'm watching the LPGA and I'm losing my mind right now because 40 to 1 on the LPGA is is a it only happens a couple times a year. It's top heavy over there, you know. The favorites tend to win. A good win's yeah. in the 20s. A 40 is awesome, right? Megan Kang, never won before. We've got her, though, right? 
Bogey's the 71st hole to fall one shot out. Jin Young Ko's in trouble on 18. Unbelievable up and down from the trees, right? She makes par, one shot lead. Only four players have birdied the final hole. Kang, great off the tee. That's why I picked her. You have to be good up there, you know, get those tall pines that just line every fairway like a hallway. She stripes it down the middle, hits nine iron to four feet, makes the putt, goes to the playoff. Fifth player of the day to make birdie on the last hole. And wow. she knows what she's got to do because Jin Young Ko's, mm -hmm. what, second place ranked, play, second ranked player in the world, or third ranked player in the world right in front of her. It all plays out in front of her. She's focused, makes birdie, go to the playoff, Ko's up first, snap hooks it into the woods, unplayable eye. It's over. It's over. One swing in a playoff, it's over. Kang down the middle. Kang hits the green. Two-putt par. Co makes double. 40 to 1. First time winner. First time two. LPGA and PGA tour in the same day. Phenomenal day. It's awesome. Love it. Congratulations. I know that I know that's something you've been uh looking to do. And we've had 11 winners, folks, here on the on the Stripe show uh, at Reading the Line. Um including the last two weeks, of course, Victor Hovland um, winning the uh, BMW Championship and then the Tour Championship. Go back, check out my pod, All Things yes, uh, Yesterday, All Things Victor Hovland. Really broke down his game completely, and particularly really kind of the evolution of his short game and how he has changed that technique really through the progression of two different coaches. Uh, a lot about, I think, the memory bank and experience that he's been building up with his putting, which has gotten better. Uh, over the last couple of years. And then, of course, just that power fade and, and what goes into that. So um, let's turn the page, if you will, and let's talk a little bit about the United States. And you know how we do it. <laughs> right. So I, I can't, I can't, I can't break. Hey, you keep playing music. This you keep winning. So play all the songs you want. I know. Every time I play music, we win. You ever heard the song? Hey, it's a nice cut. I mean, Jersey. I'm a Jersey guy. You're playing the boss. All right. So, Zach Johnson, more on that, more of that song later. Zach Johnson just went on the golf channel out there in Frisco. And, uh, of course, his team, he already had six guys on his team. They qualified through points Scotty Scheffler, Wyndham Clark, Ryan Harmon, Patrick Cantlay. And uh, Max Homa. Xander. Xander Shoffley. Yeah. Xander Shoffley being the six. Those are the six that qualified for points. And then, of course, now he's got to pick six. And uh, he goes on, and the six guys that he picks, Sam Burns, Ricky Fowler, Brooks Kepka, Colin Morikawa, Jordan Spieth, and Justin Thomas, who we haven't seen playing quite a while because he didn't make the playoffs. He's resting. So, <laughs> <laughs> and so there are your six, Burns, Fowler, Kepka, Morikawa, Spieth, Thomas. The guys that are left off, Cam Young, Keegan Bradley, uh, Denny McCarthy, Lucas Glover. I guess you could even throw Tony Finau in there. But I think the first four, probably the four more likely. So let's tee it up there. You, you watch Zach's press conference. Um, how did he do? How did it land for you? Um. I mean, outside of people trying to break the story last night a day early and not letting the yeah. thing play out, I guess that's the world we live in. Um, no surprises for me after um, 
Sunday, what I watched down in Atlanta, uh, Burns versus Keegan, in my mind, because that's who I thought that yep. last spot was down to. And I don't know that I'm a bigger fan of either one, but after hearing Keegan in Chicago in the press room talk about how much he wanted to make the team and knowing Marco Simone and doing some research already for the last two weeks on the golf course, ball striking wise, um, I was kind of pulling for Keegan over Burns and certainly Young was not a part of my decision-making because he wasn't, he wasn't there. So yeah. it, uh, it, it basically played out the other five guys I thought were a lock. And I thought it was just a lot of media mumbo jumbo. You're like bringing up the Brooks conversation. And then Zach in the, in the press conference today, well, you know, he just basically said Brooks was always there. I've been talking to Brooks for months type of thing, mm -hmm. you know, and it makes yeah. sense because of his playing record. And, and, you know, we're, we're trying to take the 12 best American players, right? It's not the, it's not the 12 best PGA tour players, right? Isn't it the 12 best American players, Travis? Well, I think it is, and and hold that thought because I have some questions on that on who Ooh. are exactly Ooh. the twelve did, best United oh wait, your States question players. Was Zach right? How did Zach do? Yeah, how Zach did Zach? Did, Zach did fine. He did okay. Fine. He did fine. If you're playing for Zach and Zach's in the locker room and he's like, "Hey guys, let's get fired up. I got I got some things to say." Is Zach gonna? Is does Zach have it in him to look at these guys? demand their attention and get them fired up and ready to play and get in the mindset. Is that, is that, is that in Zach Johnson's DNA? I mean, is it in Steve Stricker's DNA? Is it in Jim Furyk's DNA? I mean, these are the last couple of captains. Um, I think there's two questions there. One, he has their respect. He's a two-time major winner for a guy mm -hmm. that doesn't look like a prototypical modern golfer. So I think that if Zach wants to play that role and be like, Hey guys, listen to me. There's a team behind you that's telling us to do these things. I think he has the respect of the players. I think they need to find ways to motivate themselves, and I think that that has a lot to do with who they pick. Yeah. Well, there's definitely a shift here. I think you go back to the Ryder Cup in years past when the United States was not getting it done. And sure. I think part of the beef was that all of these guys are just kind of their own individual enterprises and they're not coming together as a team, as example, led by Tiger and Phil, right? Who were the two biggest names. And there just wasn't that camaraderie, right? That team atmosphere. Yeah. Did the Ryder Cup really matter to Tiger, Phil? And did that sprinkle down to the rest of the team? And so we, we started to see this shift, a lot of it um, through the pack that they set up uh, at the PGA. And I think... The Ryder Cup now is starting to mean something uh, to a lot of these players. There, there's a lot of guys, beginning with Justin Thomas, who have spearheaded this thing and have led by example and have made it important to them, like the most important thing to them, right? I mean, like, I, I think it's right there. It's right there next to winning a major championship, I think, for Justin Thomas. And Sam Burns came out and said it when they asked him. Sam Burns said, look, this was my number one goal, was to be on the Ryder Cup team. Forget about winning the match. Number one goal to be on the Ryder Cup team. So we've seen the shift. Um, we've been more competitive. We haven't won overseas in 30 years. Uh, but we did pretty well um, the last time out. The, uh, the President's Cup, we were dominant. And so you can see the shift towards 
all right, let's build this, this locker room. Let's build this for us, the team. You can hear Zach Johnson alluding to that. Yeah, how, yeah, how is this player? What does he bring to the table in way of skill set? And does it fit the golf course? But you almost got the feeling more than that. How will that player fit in with this team and make us whole as a United States Ryder Cup team? I mean, we, it seems fairly obvious to me what was going on. Okay. You know, um, just use the, let's, let's start with the Burns Keegan story. If they were tied, Scotty votes for Burns. And there was a number of times in the in the press conference where Zach re referred to very openly about the amount of input he was getting from the top six. Mm -hmm. And I mean, it's kind of a negative line of questioning to go into in an open forum like that. But I mean, I don't know that I've ever heard anyone. I mean, I don't think Steve Stricker kind of answered questions that way. I've talked a lot to the players that were qualified. I talked to the qualified guys. I talked to the top mm -hmm. six. Who did they want? Right. And um, it's all very interesting. I mean, there's two things that happen here. We talked about this before we jumped on air. Either the buddies trip to Rome works or it doesn't. Yeah. And they will and they and they will be justified or crucified accordingly. Pardon the pun, I guess. Over there. Yeah, I think Italy. it's fair. No, I think it's fair. I think you I think you can classify this as quote unquote a buddy's trip. I mean, I, I don't think there's any um denying that Scotty Scheffler is best friends with Sam Burns. They're really good friends, right? And yeah. Sam Burns is right there, number 12 in points coming in. And he jumps Keegan Bradley at 11, who I think is worth the debate. We'll get into that. And he jumps Cam Young, which I think when you look at Cam Young, you know, Cam Young just, just didn't do enough. You know, I mean, Cam Young hasn't won a golf tournament. And Cam Young uh, did not have a, a great year. Now, is he a great driver of the ball, and will that play out well in that particular golf course? Yeah, I think so. Um, but I don't think Cam Young has penetrated that circle. I don't think Cam Young is one of the boys. And I'm not so sure Keegan Bradley is in that circle as well. That's not Keegan Bradley's personality. And so I think when you start looking at the decision that I agree comes down to between Sam Burns and Keegan Bradley, who both finished ninth at the Tour Championship. Uh, Keegan finished 29th at the BMW. Uh, I think Sam was, what, 15th? Somewhere in there at the BMW. Sam Burns yeah. had one win this year. Keegan Bradley's had two. Statistically, you start matching them up, they're very, very close. I mean, Keegan Bradley, to me, is the guy that kind of got snubbed here and left off, and I think what it came down to was... Who do we want in the locker room? Who fits in this circle? And I think not only is Sam Burns a rookie on the United States Ryder Cup team, I think he's a rookie as far as one of the boys. And we're also we're all automatically like saying that the last and I and I I've done this because I figured Ricky would just be on, but Ricky only has one win. Ricky's on a combat trail. You know why does Ricky just jump right in? Is it yeah because they there is because they're going to have what four rookies and. You know, Ricky, you know, Cam Young would be another rookie and Ricky's been to four of these. Um, so I, I I think at the bottom of the list there, there were a couple different guys and JT was not part of the bottom of the list. You know, I, I think that if you went to the top six, 
I think seven would have been Jordan, eight would have been JT. And then after that, we would, there would have been discussions. Okay, Bro look what Brooks has done. Okay, well, he's number nine. Okay, now we've got three of them done. And then now you got three more, and then there was a big mess there, right? Yeah. And then certain guys did certain things, but, you know, it just, uh, this is the way it has turned out. Mm -hmm. You know, we, we could discuss it till we're as blue as my shirt in the face, but at the end of the day, um, that inner circle matters. Someone's got to play with Scotty, right? Someone's going to play with Jordan. And it's the team points where we've always lacked over the years. And I can't really begrudge mm -hmm. the task force for trying to put together teams that have proven to be successful over the years. So I get that we're going to sit here and say, are there other players in the world of golf that are American that are better players than Sam Burns or Keegan Bradley or Cam Young that maybe play on other competitive tours. I get that. But, you know, if if Xander didn't qualify and Patrick did, Xander's on, right? Because they play well together. Right. If Jordan, if Jordan is in and JT or vice versa, one of them is getting on. And I think that Scotty is so important to the team to perform well. Sam Burns became a very viable option. HackMotion is an innovative wrist analysis sensor and app that measures players' wrist and hand movement in the golf swing. With audio feedback and different drill modes, it offers the capability to improve players' wrist mechanics in the golf swing to provide a better club face control and impact position. HackMotion can be used for both full swing and putting to cover all golf shots. Hack Motion is used by some of the top golf coaches today around the world. Visit hackmotion.com. I think that's valid. Yeah, I think who's going to play with Scotty Scheffler, right? That is a yeah. valid question because Scotty Scheffler needs to play. And he is the best tee to green. Five times. He needs, he needs to, to play, play five, five times. times. Yeah, and he needs yeah. to produce in those points. And the putter is a major, major issue right now. Yeah. I mean, I hope he makes the changes here in the last few weeks, My or in the next few weeks. My goodness. I mean, let's go. It's a problem, you know. And so who's going to play with Scheffler? I think when you go down the top six, like Wyndham Clark, Brian Harmon, I don't think they're going to play five times. No, they're gonna they're they're not gonna no. play five times. I mean, yeah. uh, Cantlay, you know, is gonna be matched up with with Xander, and deservedly so. Those guys have been absolute killers. Yeah. Uh, Max Homa, quote Zach Johnson's prom king. You know, Max Homa's one of the boys. I mean, that's like that might be Max Homa's like number one goal. But you know, Sam Burns' number one goal is <laughs> to to play in the Ryder Cup. Max Homa's number one goal is to be the number one boy. Uh, yeah. so he's, 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 he's Zach's prom king. Um, you know, so does Max play be interesting? You, you know, that Jordan, uh, and JT are going to play, right? Like that's, yeah. isn't that given so those and two are going to play? Yeah. And so who do you put with Scotty? Do you put Max Homo with Scotty? Um, do you put, uh, Brooks Kepka with Scotty? Do you put Colin Morikawa with Scotty? I mean, do you think Sam Burns is going to play with Scotty? Open up right there on uh, day one. So, Scotty's done a lot since Whistling Straits. You know, he's got six wins, a Masters. Yeah. 
I mean, yes. there's a lot going on there. People yeah. forget he didn't even play. He wasn't. He was the last man on the team at Whistling Straits. He only played in three matches. He went two zero and one. Right. So he. Everyone thinks back to the Rom singles match where he boat raced him. That's great. And and that might have been Scotty's coming out moment because he wins a couple months later at Waste Management in a playoff over Cantley. But at the end of the day, he he never even played foursomes in Whistling Straits. Zero matches in alternate shot. And he went 1-0 and 1 in four ball. And they had him with Bryson. So like this is this is a this was probably one of the most important questions they had to answer, which mm-hmm. certainly favored Sam Burns in the end, right? Mm-hmm. Who is going to go with the number one ball striker in the world? Because now he's got to be the lead guy to play foursomes. Nobody hits it better, and somebody can putt for him half the time. Are you kidding me? Right? Yeah. Like that. Like he's got to be the guy that's going to go off in every foursomes match first with yep. who? Right? And is that Sam Burns or is it Brooks Kepka? You know they'll they'll go through their pods and they'll figure it out. But who's that? Who's that putter going to be? Is it Ricky? Right. I mean, Ricky and Burns make a lot of sense. It does not make sense to 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 put Morikawa there because he's not a great you know closer with the flat stick as well. He's probably a good fit for Max. You know, down in Atlanta, two days in a row, two practice yeah. rounds. The two guys that are out there, Max and Colin. Next yeah. day, Max and Colin. You know, yes, they're California buddies and and so on yep. and so forth. But um, I think that's you know, you see, yeah, I think that's good. All, yep. Yeah. So I think the Scotty, the, the the team thing, is so important to all of this mm-hmm. because every match is only worth one point. So even if we go eight for twelve, like we do, it seems like every Sunday, right? In singles, which we probably will again, how do you win enough team points? And you can't just do it with the two teams you have set, X-Man and Iceman, and then, of course, JT and Jordan. Mm-hmm. So, Scott, it's to be Scott, to put somebody with Scotty was such a humongous deal to this mm-hmm. team. And I think that's where, in the end, Burns becomes, you know, the number one option to put out there. Yeah. And it, and it wasn't going to be Keegan. And if you look at the rest of the guys on the team – I'm sure when they asked Scotty, Scotty said, I was most comfortable with Sam. Okay, well, geez. If he's most comfortable with Sam, then that's a good thing. Now, they didn't have great success in the President's Cup together, but I don't know. Which which makes it risky, right? Because now they, you know, it's risky, right? Because they didn't. Yeah, they didn't have a lot of success there. Um, Sam Burns versus Keegan Bradley. We talked about the wins. Keegan has two. Sam Burns has one. Strokes gained total. Keegan's 22nd. Burns is, I think, I can't read my own writing, but it looks like 30th. Uh, Tita Green, Keegan, 46. Burns, 79th. Off the tee, Burns is 38th. Keegan, 48. Approach. Yeah. Keegan, 43rd. Burns, 124th. Yeah. Around the green, Burns, 89. Keegan 109 putting Burns 11. Yeah. Keegan 21st. I mean, so Burns ends up being Scotty's foursomes partner, essentially, right? Because I think that's what it means. Yeah. He can't hit his irons that well, but he can drive the ball and he can putt. Yeah. So he makes a perfect compliment to somebody who's first in every statistical category. Mm hmm. 
you know, and then in the four ball, you line Scotty up with somebody who's going to make just an S load of birdies, whether that be Brooks or Ricky or, you know, someone that's just going to, that's, that's can make 10 birdies around. Yeah. You know, and Scotty will make 18 pars probably, you know, he'll make his birdies. Don't get me wrong, but you know, um, so, all right. So that's the logic I think around the Burns, uh, Colin or the Sam Burns versus Keegan Bradley, which I, I think is, in my eyes, that's the number one that kind of stands out. I, I think it came down to that. I think we've skinned that. Now, I think the other logic that we need to discuss is Justin Thomas, who has had, yeah, a really bad year, and um, didn't even make the playoffs. If I would have said to you at the beginning of the season. Justin Thomas will not make the FedEx Cup playoffs. You would look at me like, what are you doing? Do you have a leak in the studio? <laughs> are you okay? You Gas know? leak. Yeah. He's thin air. Can't and think. so that's how bad it's been, right? That's how bad it's been. His putting's not good. Um, and it leaked into other parts of his game. So Justin Thomas is not the same version of himself. But what Justin Thomas is and has been, I should say, uh, is a two-time major champ. He's won a lot on the PGA Tour. He is the emotional leader, as um, I, I don't know exactly how he put it, um, Zach did, but he referred to heart and soul, the heart and soul of team competition. He loves it, and he it, it, and it matters to him. And, and he has produced Justin Thomas, 6-2-1 and one, um, in, in the Ryder Cup. And so we're going off of, hey, this matters to Justin. He has been the emotional leader. He's going to be in this clubhouse, uh, in, in this team room, and he fits in. He's going to contribute in every possible way that way, and we're hoping that he can get his game turned around and elevate it to the biggest moment. We need him to play better than he has played all year. So he's made it off of pedigree. He's made it off of that he is one of the boys. He's made it that he has been one of the best players uh, on the United States over the last handful of years, right? That's that he, that's why he's made it. He didn't make it off his play this year. We know. I don't that. know if I like where this is going. <laughs> so based off of that logic, Keith. Yeah, yeah. I, my boy. <laughs> yeah, here we go. That was the first one, prom king. I like. I mean, I. Uh, wow, it's thick in that circle. Um, yeah, there's a lot of, there's a lot so, of attaboys. So based off of that logic, right? Yeah. Why not Dustin Johnson? Are you telling me based off of that logic? Why not Dustin Johnson over Ricky Fowler? Or, I mean, you have to throw Sam Burns in there. Like we talked about it, Sam versus Keegan is why. But you could say, why not Dustin Johnson based off the same criteria and logic that you've just now qualified and picked Justin Thomas? As you were going, as you were taking me down that yellow brick road there, I uh, I thought you were going to go Bryson. Yeah, well, I, I slightly. I I thought I thought you were going to go Bryson first, and I and you know I have a comeback for that in that you know. Yes, is Bryson one of the 12 best U.S. players? There's no doubt about it. But he he has had an up-and-down two years, and yeah. he's definitely not the most likable teddy bear. Fine. Okay. Um, his record on the road in the Ryder Cup, not great mm -hmm. um, over in France. So there's 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 
there's some holes in his resume, right? But you go DJ. And I just think back to that um, question that uh, they asked him in the media room following the win. And they said, you know, you're the oldest guy in the room. Can you keep up tonight? And DJ was like, are you kidding me? Right? Like, do you know me type of deal? Right? And everyone laughed because (laughs) they knew that that not only was he the the elder statesman in the room, but none of them, they know none of them could keep up with DJ. Right? So how is he not a likable guy? And he certainly got the pedigree if we're if we're just going on pedigrees. And then just go back to the last one. He's 5-0, and oh, and then you paired him with Colin, which nobody saw coming, and they went undefeated. Mm-hmm. Right? So it's they went 3-0 and oh together. So you go, oh, well. And, and my point earlier is still, we need to win the team matches. We are great in singles. It's a proven – let's go look it up on Wikipedia. We kill it in singles. We need to win more team matches. If that was a successful team in 2021 and DJ's still – What's he? He's eighth in points on the live tour. He was okay in majors this year, not DJ standard, but he was okay. And uh, it's a great question. It's yeah. a great question. So it's a tough I can, one. That's a tough, a tough one. one. And it just, all right. So at the end of the day, what people aren't going to like to hear is that there's a live bias. There's yeah, a live course. bias. Of course. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and the, it makes sense media. to have Brooks in because he won the PGA. And, you know, can you imagine if he would have won the U.S. Open and not the PGA? We, You know, so like that kind of fell into their hands a little bit, you know, that he well, we, we have to have the PGA champ in there. No, you don't, because in 2021, it was Phil and he didn't make the team. Right. So you don't have to have right. the PGA champ in there. But if you have a five time major winner in the prime of his career. Who was second at the Masters. I mean, Brooks, Brooks is tied for for wins with JT. Now he's got one more cup, but he's got yeah. six wins in those matches, right? So he's definitely one of those guys you got to lean on that's been there, done that. And um, him being seventh in points or whatever, that's an easy pickup. The mm-hmm. DJ thing, it's see that at the end of the day, people are not going to want to accept this, but there's a live bias. And those sure. guys weren't they were not even talked to or looked at or whatever, and they could fall back on the fact that they could say, Well, DJ was 40th on points. We would never take the 40th guy on points. Yeah. And no one's gonna admit to the fact that the system would be flawed for points because now we have Americans on two different elite tours, right? Yeah. For lack of a better phraseology right. there or category. And um people just don't want to hear that, but that's the fact of the matter. They're not gonna want to hear that Scotty Scheffler wanted Sam Burns. And we picked him over certain other people. And they're not going to want to hear that we didn't look at live guys unless they made us look at them. And quite honestly, DJ and and Bryson did not do enough this year to be looked at. All 58s aside, you know? Yeah, right. Yeah, I can can argue off Bryson for sure. Um, But DJ can't based off the JT criteria. I just can't. The Um, DJ thing is brutal. He checks off every box. He's been there. I, I go back to what you just said earlier with Morikawa, uh, six five and one at the Ryder Cup. I mean, he's won twenty what one times on tour, a couple of majors. I mean, this dude's done it all, you know. And and I kind of like that he was the big brother, you know. That and you know he does fit in that inner circle. I think he is part of that, unless he's done something stupid and now he's not part of it anymore. Who knows? But but I think he is in that inner circle. 
And you can't tell me that Sam Burns is a better player than Dustin Johnson. You can't tell me that Ricky Feller is a better player than Dustin Johnson. Can't. No, no, no. It, you can't. It's just not going to sit well with anybody because you can't. There's no real reason why. When you start to poke these things apart, there's 12 yeah. independent bodies coming in, six qualified. All right, so now there's, what, 10 guys being considered for these other six spots, and they all have their own storylines, and they all have pros and cons. So it comes down to, again, one of two things are going to happen. Yeah. Did the buddies trip work or did it not work? Yeah. And so I'll finish with this. I'll go back to my initial question with you with Zach Johnson. How did he do? Right. Okay. I think Zach Johnson's great. He's a great guy. Uh, yep. Family man. Um, has been, you got to respect Zach Johnson, the player, you know, kind of, oh. I think, outworked so many, overachieved, I think, and so many. He's just, he, he's, you have to respect him in every possible way on the golf course and off. As a captain in his first go, you know, in front of the, you know, picking his team here and now off we go. Um, it just felt like the picks were already in a month ago. It felt like, you know, we, we've got our inner circle and we know what we're going to do. And man, I, you know, I don't think anything's going to really change. He's not going to admit that, but I think this is kind of what it was going to be. Right. And the questions about the criteria, I would like to hear some, a little bit more definitive of what the criteria is. You could tell it was just very wishy-washy. Like he didn't even know some of the, um, the algorithms. He's like, I'm not even sure if I understand. Oh, great. Like, you know, about the golf course and this and that. And it's just like, okay, what, what are you hanging your hat on other than what well, we're taking it all into consider? I mean, I want, I want, what is it that you as a captain is important to you, right? Like in the NFL, you know, a defensive mind, an offensive mind. <clears throat> That's what we believe in. But, 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 right? Like you, you know what it is. But what, what is important to you other than? Well, there's a lot of factors that come into this, and we kind of weigh it out. And one's not more important than the other. And it's just, it's just all. You know, look over here, and then no, look back. You know, and so <clears throat> there's no definitive. And what that tells me is that okay, these picks were already made. We know who our boys are. We know who fits in and makes us whole in the locker room. And that's that that's what I take from it. that's the that's what the criteria is. Yeah, there's some others and you can't be a dog and this and that, but it's who fits in the locker room and makes us whole. You know, who's one of those boys in the locker room? And and so I would have just like to hear, give me some criteria, give me some meat, give me something to kind of chew on a little bit on what's important in a skill set of a player, right? And taking on this golf course and handicapping the course and, and make me excited about that rather than, than well, I just walk away. We, we've got our boys, you know, this is the buddy's trip. Everyone gets along. We like their wives. Um, it's gonna be great. You know, this is the team room. It's gonna be awesome. You know? So look, maybe that's what we need. You know, we've come together. We got some guys that the, the writer kept that it means something. We seem to be moving the right way. And so maybe this is exactly what the USA team needs and is the right recipe moving forward. We'll see the best players but also he knows and i want the ball late i'm comfortable i'm comfortable late that that is a big time combination attention golfers if you're looking to upgrade your game with a set of high quality clubs that are blazing fast beyond forgiving and beautifully made check out the all-new 
PXG Gen 6 golf clubs. Not only are they easy to hit, they deliver outstanding distance and incredible accuracy, lowering your scores and bringing you more fun on the golf course. What more could you want? Schedule your Gen 6 fitting today at pxg.com or by calling 844-PLAY-PXG. Here's why, why are you looking at why are you looking at me? I just it's just uh, like your no face is white. No, it's as no, white as Mark Woods was on the golf channel. Jesus, Mark, what you see him on the golf channel? Uh, I mean, nobody does themselves any favors, is what it comes down to. You know, they the PGA of America has hired an analytics team to go through all of this stuff, break down the golf course, break down the players, go over two years, do all of these things. And then to have Zach sit in front of everybody and say, I don't really understand the numbers and everything, but this is who we took. <laughs> That's right. <great>. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> now, he does that because every, everything is like self-deprecating. So that way he's under less attack because you've got like Alex Maselli and Alex Shupak and all the live guys that just constantly push live, you know, media agendas at everybody. Well, they're taking that angle. And then the other angle is like the JT thing. Did he deserve to be? He wasn't in the playoffs, whatever. And the guy's just like completely under attack. And, you know, mm -hmm. is, Zach, is Zach the perfect guy to handle that onslaught? You know, mm -hmm. I don't know. Is Fred, you know, people might say like a Freddie Couples, is he the perfect guy because he's so casual? And I would say, well, I, I, would, I would take Zach into that room before I take Freddie, right? You know, I mean, you go back to what Freddie said in July where he was like, oh, yeah, Cam Young's on this team. And when he was on Sirius XM and then like – I don't see Cam Young on that on that on that Zoom this morning, right? So, like, at the end of the day, I think not to get all like cultural on you and everything, but like the media themselves, the whole the whole machine doesn't do themselves any favors because we want Zach to get up there and go rah rah, but yet we're such a divisive culture. It's like nobody wants to nobody wants to be excited about anything. I would love you made a great point. I would love for Zach to be like. I looked at birdie makers. Mm -hmm. I looked at par four scoring. These are the 12 best guys at that. That's what I'm doing. And that's what I'm doing because that's what like Bill Belichick would do. That's exactly right. right. That's exactly the point I'm trying to make. I don't think you know? I articulated it as well as I would have hoped, but that's exactly my point. Yeah. Zach Johnson, the leader, you're the captain. Here's what we're going to do. Here's what's important to us. And this is our strategy. Now, you don't have to give it all away. I get that. But just the wishy-washy nature of all these things factored in, but, but, but it's just like, oh, I mean, okay. Like, like I walk away from that, that it's, you guys, it's, it's an inner circle deal. Like we get it, you know? And if that's what it is, then just say that because I don't know, so that was, ways. it was, it was a little from a, from a leadership captain standpoint, taking the bull and here's what's up and here's how we're going to go defeat and win and get everyone excited and on the same page. Because if, even if I, like, even if I didn't agree with it and they came out and said, look, this is, this is who we are. This is what we're going to do. And this is why. Like I'm on, like I'm, I'm, I'm following that leader. You know, I'm, I'm going, I'm jumping through the wall. And that's why I went back to, I opened up with you. How did it land for you? Are you going to run, you know, it just feels everything feels like it's up in the air. There's a lot of components here. Um, a lot of things go into this, Keith. There's a, you know, not one's not more important than the other. It's just there's there's just a lot there. And I'm not sure if I even understand that the, the algorithms. I don't even know. Like, where's the golf course again? Oh, yeah, it's in it's in Italy. Um, 
and and it's really hilly and we've got a lot of good players and you know i'm not even sure he i'm not even like look he wasn't even sure if he called dj and bryson oh he was sure come on he was sure he just didn't want to answer that question (laughs) that would that question was beneath the task force i mean how is he not prepared to answer that question but that's neither here nor there hey here's what it comes down to travis Okay, here's what it comes down to. If all you do is check boxes, then you never think outside the box. Right? What would be the harm in making this team a rally cry to get behind, like you're saying, and have something that we're going to go do, and everybody show up in John Daly-style U.S. tuxedos or whatever, you know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. wall-to-wall clothing and, like, let's roll. Yeah. Right? Because – there's going to be a million like let's f and go chance and all this stuff, but then when we get in that room, everything's like, you know, calm and mundane and everything. I mean, even the media would get behind that. I mean, look at the look at all of the all of the social media content that that Victor Hovland has created around his brand. You know, Chipotle can't pay him enough money right now. Mm-hmm. Like like a guac company couldn't pay him enough money, and people love that stuff. They yeah. rally behind it, right? And hiding behind smoke and mirrors, nobody ever likes the idea that that don't, they don't know what's going on. Yep. And I'm not saying that they need to let people know what's going on. I'm a PGA member. And I would say this to everyone in that room. I would just say, man, people would love to get behind this team. Why won't you let them? Mm-hmm. It's time to think outside the box. Stop checking them and start like, like really pushing this thing. I think those are good points. I think the the pushback to that would be, does that resonate in the locker room with that generation of player and with this with this group? Does that does that resonate? You know, it may with you and I. We're a little bit older. Uh, most some of the most of the media is a little bit older. Like that's maybe a little more appealing to us. But does that resonate with the athlete mid twenties uh, in the locker room? You know, and so I think that's a I think that's a I think that's a valid question uh, on how they would be rallied behind it. Because at the mo- because I, I do think at the end of the day, the most important thing is we do want the player invested in this. I think for years, you could argue that they really weren't. You know, I mean, it was just there was a lot that were not. It was just sure. something they had to do. And we weren't winning and, and it wasn't working. And so they are now. And, and JT is the emotional leader of that. And so it's not a perfect scenario. And so there's a lot of factors that go into it. It is a little bit more, um, well, it's always probably been political, but it feels even more so now, obviously, with the PGA and the PGA Tour and Live and all that and everything that's going on. We know it's more political, but um, how how do you, first and foremost, keep the attention of the core group of players? I, I think that it does start there. And then you have to kind of manage off of that. And you're, you know, I I think the captain kind of spins off of that to some degree and is kind of, quote unquote, the face of that and is very vague. And um, but his his first and his his first job is to get those players, that core group of players excited and focused on task at hand and. And so that's, I think, the difference between inside the locker room and what motivates these guys and how do they come together versus us out here looking at it more externally 
in saying, yeah, I would like Zach Johnson, the captain, to come out there and be definitive of, hey, here's what's important to us, and here's why we went this way, and let's go, right? Because those answers, that that that's what hits me right here, and that's where I'm like running through that door. USA, let's go, let's go, right? USA Golf, don't make me turn this back on. Let's go, let's go, right? Like that's that's what motivates me. But the question is, does it motivate Scotty Shuffler? Does it motivate um, Xander Shoffley, Patrick Cantley, Jordan Spieth, like those guys? That's so it's interesting debate. We'll, we'll we'll stay after it. There's more to there's more to discuss here because now that the team is set, we'll uh, we'll come back here maybe in a couple weeks. We're gonna take next week off. There's no there's no golf. Yeah, it's Labor Day, but we'll come back. And uh, of course, the PGA Tour. Hey, the PGA Tour is starting, folks. Get excited in in the brand new race. JT's playing. Let's we'll see if JT can break eighty out in California. Um, That's and, tough. And then we'll we'll, we'll do Fortnite. Right. And then we'll we'll come back with some strategy and kind of where we're leaning on picks and whatnot for uh, the Ryder Cup. Hey, your your counter is warranted about different generational thinking. Yeah. But I would mainline those guys. I would feed them dopamine, man. I would give <laughs> them as many. I would give them as many rah-rah Instagram hits as I could. Yeah. Featuring themselves. And I would have those guys ready to run through walls because they didn't get to the point where they're that successful without you know, overcoming some hurdles and some obstacles. Yeah. And, mo- you know, most recently we talk about like a Ricky Fowler or Jordan Spieth or Brooks or these guys that have fought back and from injuries and, and, and slumps and so on and so forth. But, um, well, we shall see. You hey, know, maybe, I, uh, in- maybe instead of Stuart Sink in there as that fifth vice captain, it should be you. They should be grooming you to be the next one. Oh, let's do it. Come Would you on. pick me as a vice captain? Would I pick you as a vice captain? Yes, yeah. that's important because you keep me grounded. <laughs> okay, good. All right? All right. You ask the tough questions. You ask the tough questions. Okay. And when the All PGA right. brass rolls in and they want to talk to somebody who's like level-headed, I will put you on them and then I yeah. will go with my team, go do something that's important. Right? Yeah, I keep you grounded, but you make but you make us money. How's that? You I'll keep you grounded, but you just keep picking winners and making us money. Is that a deal? All right. So let's let's wrap it up with this. Okay. Okay. In July, the, the U.S. team was favored. The money line okay. was minus 190. Wow. Okay? It's now down to 138. Wow. So now that we know more of the players involved, we have less of wow. a chance of winning? Ooh, Think about that question. for two weeks. Yes. That's a good question. We'll yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to chew on that. That's a, that's a good question. Keith Stewart, I read the line. If you're not uh, subscribed to him, you're losing money, folks. I mean, we've uh, tons of winners. Not just PGA Tour. LPGA tour. He's very good on the LPGA tour side. I love the shirt. What are you putting on as we, uh, as we go away here? Oh, 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 99 country club hat. Come on. I want, I want him back as the, as the captain, the leader. Then Crenshaw. No, I want Crenshaw back. I would, I'd jump through that window for him right now. Ah, uh, you know who we missed out on as a captain was Payne. Yeah, it's true. You know? Yeah. There you go. Right there. All right. It's Crunchy Club. Pod. 
Nighty-nighty-nine. <laughs>